The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Uh, thank you, Pastor and the church staff and Saint, for allowing me to come back again. All the time I'm here, I feel home, far away from home. It has really been a blessing to me, and we always remember you and thank God for you. As you have requested, I'm going to sing. Uh, uh, before I sing my favorite, I want to sing a chorus that maybe I want to involve you in, that you also sing a little bit of Swahili. The song says, <laughs> say, God is alive today. Uh, God in Swahili is Mungu. Can you say Mungu? Is alive, you high. Mungu, you high. Leo. Today. Today is Leo. So it goes like this Mungu, you high, Leo. Mungu, you high. Can you try? Mungu yuhai leo. Again? Very good. <laughs> yeah. God is alive today. And that's why we are here. Uh, let me sing my favorite. Bwana Mungu. Na shanga kabisa nikifikiri jinsi vilivyo nyotanguru movitu vyote pia viumbwa vyo kwa uwezo wako royangu naikuimbie Jinzi wewe ulivyo mku royangu naikuimbie jinzi wewe ulivyo mku nikikumbu kavile wewe mungu Olivio mu peleka mwanao afeazi chukue dhambi zetu kuyatambua ni vigumu no royangu naikuimbie jinsi wewe olivio mku Royangu naikuimbie jinsi wewe ulivyo mku That's how we sing the same song as you sing here apart from we sing from a different language but still the same song the same message and all that yeah. <laughs> Yes. 
Okay, once again, I just want to say thank you, Pastor, for allowing me again to come and uh, actually present uh, my ministry and uh, meet with dear brothers and sisters here again. Remember, I was here last 2015, and uh, since then, God has been so good to us, has continued to bless us, and uh, uh, and the way just to be in him and praise him. So this morning, let me uh, bring your attention to the second Peter, chapter 3, verse 18. Second Peter, chapter 3, then verse 18. Let's read together. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. And that's the word of God. So in this verse, I want you to look the, underline the word grow. And also go ahead and look the word grace. And down there, the word knowledge. My theme this morning is the true grace of God. The true grace of God. My text is uh, Second uh, Peter 3.18. And my topic, what we need to know to grow in the grace of our Lord. As we know very well, Second Peter is a general epistle written by the Apostle Paul to all believers. This is a unique book. It was not addressed to a particular church or individual, but to all believers who were scattered all over. You know, you know during this time, the church was going through difficulties, having difficult time. And uh, Apostle Paul, Peter had this to the believers, who, wherever they were. And the purpose of writing this book was to compact false teaching and false teachers who were getting their ways in the congregation to grow in the grace of the Lord. We need the word of God and compromising the word of God. And if these wrong teachers can get an access to the church and start teaching false doctrine, then how do you expect this body of Jesus Christ to grow? It won't grow. Because growth depends on the kind of the stuff one consumes. Good stuff is for the good healthy and growth. And if you don't get good stuff, then it's hard for you to grow. So here, the apostle was actually bringing this in the attention of the believers to be aware of the kind of the message they have to listen, the kind of the preaching, uh, and the kind of the people who are to teach them. And under that topic, 
we are going to see three things. One, we must know how to feed ourselves, to grow well in the Lord. We must feed, know how to feed ourselves. Number two, we must know how to allow others feed us. And number three, how we must uh, know how to walk in the spirit. Before I continue, let us thank God. Holy God, we thank you this morning for this privilege to allow us, Lord, to come together and share word. The word has been read. And Father, we need your insightful. May you reveal to us what you want us to know. Thank you for this who came today. Bless me, Lord, as I speak forth thy word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, I'm reminded of a friend, a friend of mine back in Africa, whom I have known for about uh, over 10 years. And the funny thing to this friend of mine, every time I meet him, he just gives me the same, same testimony. And when I tell him, oh, brother, how are you faring? He'll always tell me, brother, this morning I was reading uh, from the book of Matthew that the kingdom of God suffered violence and those valiant people take it by force. Say, fine. Then when any time I meet, the same, the same, the same. This actually brought to me a point of one time I invited him to my home and I told him, the Bible is a very big book. And why comes that all the time we just dwell on one verse only? We need to hear different stuff. Eh? From people. If you are a good Bible reader, then every time you have to have a new revelation from God that you can go around and share with the people. Why dwell on one thing all the time? So I had a privilege of actually helping my dear brother. Because always remember this, a metal sharpens a metal. We need to help one another. And without helping one another, I don't know how far can we go. So, why am I saying this? That people who are born again, but it has been hard for them to grow in their spiritual life. They are a kind of spiritual midget, ear in, ear out. They still have the dwelling on the past testimony. What the Lord did for them, fine. If the Lord is alive today, what is he doing? Tell us what the Lord is doing. And these are the kind of people we would love to associate with so that we can keep on moving instead of dwelling on the past. Because all the time somebody will come tell you what the Lord did for him 10 years, 20 years back. and uh, yeah, It's good to hear all this past testimony. But it's much better if we get the new revelation what the Lord is right now doing in our, uh, 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 our life. And this is why now we find here the Apostle Peter was encouraging believers where they were. Already were born again. They were doing well in their spiritual life. But he wanted them to grow more. All people will love to see people who are grown up. Like me. I have my four ear twins. Every morning they come to me, they speak a different thing 
that excite my heart because I know then they are now growing. When they ask me a question, I know they are growing and that excites me. Everybody wants to see somebody grow. Because when somebody is mature, you expect a child. There's a difference between a child and a mature person. So a mature person is not a person that will apply a lot of actually effort to help because he knows what is expected of him and he can do. But somebody who is still a baby, he will all the time need your help, your guidance and your advice on how we should go on. So also in the spiritual life, we need to grow and come to that level of maturity. Why should we do this? Because there are thousands and thousands of people who are dying every day without Christ. These people are waiting to see somebody who knows the truth if you can actually come around them and then share the good news. And if he's a baby, I don't think he can be able to do that. And top of that, there are people now who want actually to imitate. They do things by imitating, seeing other people doing. And they want to see because in a baby there is nothing one can imitate or copy. People want to copy what mature people do and they're looking to see who is mature whom can we copy and whom can we imitate so that also we can go forward and uh, do the work of the, the ministry so thousands are dying without class because so many people are not willing to go and uh, so many people they fear they say i how am i going to to, to do this eh? uh, I asked some ladies last year when we had a general conference. There were ladies who came to a conference, and I had time, actually. We, grew, we grouped them in 10, 10, 10, a group of 10, and then we go around as teachers, actually, listen to what they're discussing. And then when you have questions, we ask them. So I was asking a group of ladies, uh, do you ever actually share with the people, uh, your friends and your neighbors, about the love of God? Say, how can I begin this? That's what they were asking. How can I begin and I knew they needed to be helped spiritually so they know how they can actually approach and share with somebody the good news. And uh, somebody like me, I don't need to be told how to begin sharing because this has happened all the time and uh, because I'm mature in the Lord. So, he and other Apostle Peter encouraging these believers as we are encouraging our people back home that to remain uh, uh, focusing on the Lord and... Uh, the Lord will help them be what he wants them to be. Because none of us has did apply that he should be born. It pleased the Lord that we should be born. And we are not here by mistake, but we are here because of God's good plan for us. And uh, so what we have to do? We yield ourselves unto the Lord and allow the Lord actually to do what he wants us to do. So how can one grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? How can one grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? We see God's great plan. We should be born, grow, and be mature. That's the plan of God about us. And you know, yourself has nothing to do about your birth. And none of us ever did anything about his birth so that he should be born. But when it comes to growth, we have to do something. Good stuff, good food helps us to grow and then come to that level of maturity. 
And here we see believers, many, many, many believers are down in America, but back in home. Many believers have remained uh, immature. They don't grow the way God has intended them to grow. They all the time remain to be spiritual babies. And you know, as a baby, you cannot do anything. And this you can easily know by this indication of spiritual infancy. All the time we see these people creeping instead of gratefulness, arguing instead of actions, following men instead of their master. This is a clear indicator of people who are still on that process of growing. And so they need what? They need assistance to grow. We should not assume actually that all people maybe go to church or go somewhere the, 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 uh, the mature. We need all us to have fellowship with them and uh, through that fellowship we can be able to know, understand these people if they are coming to the place where God wants them to come or if they have not reached that uh, level. And now how can uh, uh, one get on to grow? Then as I said number one we must know how to feed ourselves. Second Peter uh, first Peter 2 2. We begin as babies and we need the sincere milk of the word of God. Sincere. You understand that's your why, your language. I wish I was talking to you in one of my tribal language, the word sincere, because very clear in my language. English is my fifth language and the weakest of all. So I wish I was talking to you in my own tribal language. The sincere, something that uh, you don't need to hide anything. Just remain as it is, white, and take that. So the same with the word of God. We don't need to compromise. And that is why we don't open any door to the false teachers, false doctrine, to permit in the church. Because these are not good stuff to our people, especially in their spiritual growth. They will be misled. In Africa, we have so many people now who actually uh, uh, shooting up from all, uh, all over and uh, the kind of misleading people trying to, uh, to, 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 to tell people things that uh, they are not supposed to. Uh, my neighbor uh, goes to, to, to one of the church and I've been sharing with him, I'm tell, uh, telling that the kind of the stuff you're getting will not actually take you somewhere or live a life that can glorify the Lord. But he kept saying, no, this is the true child, this is the true child. I think it's about two months ago, uh, this man who is the founder of that uh, uh, religion announced to people that he had gone to heaven and he had, had anointed Jesus. And now when he came back, when this went all over everywhere, I told him, now man, are you, I think you have to be with me and understand what I've been telling you. And then he said, sure. Because this man has goes now beyond the line, saying things that he should have not said. So we need actually the sincere word of God to help us grow, know the truth, and that truth will set us free. Proper food for proper growth. So much available that is not awesome. And these are like the people I'm talking about who want to twist the word of God that it may feed them. There are things also we have to be careful with. When it comes to television, programs, the programs, when we watch them, 
that are not good for spiritual life. And sometimes we just take it for granted and say, oh, no, it's just only today or, or maybe my friend. But we have to be careful with this. Uh, if at all we want to grow to that level quickly where God actually can uh, see us as uh, violence, when we see violence in the news, too much entertainment, immoral plots, in dramas, and all such a kind of things are really very dangerous. And uh, we have to be careful to what kind of the group, what kind of people that we associate to. People who, if we sense that these people might not be of a great help, then we have to be careful with them. And this is what we are doing, and this is what we are trying actually to tell our people. And uh, we are not actually afraid to tell them to be careful like the Jehovah Witness, for we are very dangerous, like sectal and tribal uh, religions that shoot them. We always openly tell our people from the pulpit, be careful in such a kind of group, because they don't have good stuff for your spiritual growth. So we need to grow in the grace of God. Grace, God is giving us what we did not deserve. So we don't need to struggle to grow spiritually. We just reach out and reach the grace of God and then we grow. That is what the Lord expects of us. And this has actually to do with our, uh, our devotion to God. Our willingness actually to hear from God and uh, be used by God. So, what we feed, and the group we feed. Also, we have to be careful uh, with the pastors, and uh, maybe preachers, let me use the word preachers, preachers of the word, who actually, there are some nowadays, like a Catholic church back home. Now, the preachers, what are doing, when it comes to preaching, they read their things, and they do explain the word the way we do explain and sometimes if you are not careful they confuse you don't actually know uh know them so that's why we are trying actually to let our people know that and uh, each believer must have a developed strong devotional life starting the day with god and his word according to second timothy verse 215 taking time for thanksgiving and prayer According to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, fighting, uh, finding faith builders for the day, people who can actually speak uh, to you about the word of God. According to Psalms 119, verse 9 through 11, we need people actually who can help us grow, ask questions, and dwell on that. Point number two said we must know. Uh, we must know how to allow others feed us. This is very important according to Hebrews 10 verse 25. Don't forget assembling of together. Like yesterday, it was a really joy, joy yesterday morning when Pastor Gary, uh, Brother Gary invited me to prayer group this, uh, in the church yesterday. It's really good. That is what, and that's the right place where we need to be all the time because as we share we get an opportunity to learn of the new things that we might have not known or maybe we have just got kind of going down and this brings up us up and there is no way we can live a happy life than apart from serving the lord and hearing from the lord and getting more from the lord as we know brethren a day is coming this world we see and love so much we are going to live. And after this life, there is life. 
And for that life, Jesus has rewards for those who are faithfully serving him. And that day, the Bible is very clear that some will cry, say, I spent all my life in the church, but will not be rewarded for anything. God wants your service. God wants our service for him. And as mature, we need to tell somebody all that God is doing for us. He wants us or expects us to go and share with other people. So we should not forget that assembly. The importance of the church is to mature people. When we come to such a kind of prayer groups, such a kind of groups, the purpose is we want to know more that we may grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Church attendance is vital to the growth. Gifted people call to feed us because we find the people who can teach and feed us the word of God. Christian fellowship to encourage us all the time we are. Like in Kenya, we have our three major conferences. And these three major conferences, we bring our people from all over uh, the country and even outside the country. The purpose, we want these people actually to share, to fellowship together, to interact, to get to know each other. And that is by doing so, people get new things which are... Uh, uh, maybe they learn new things which they might have not learned. So thus we love this fellowship. We have three ladies' conference, we have annual general conference, and we have uh, youth conference. where about maybe uh, more than 700 people always attend this conference. And this we're looking and now we can continue bringing many and more people because more people want to come but because of the transportation means. But our desire is to bring these people together for this fellowship because we know through this fellowship they will interact with the people who will help them grow more and more. So we do this special to help youth. When they come, as we teach them, then there's a time we ask them, if you have anything that you are struggling with in life, can you please write on that paper and don't put your name? So we teachers will put some, assemble these things together and go through them and see how we help. And by doing so, we have seen so many people, younger men helped come back to the Lord and now they're doing well spiritually. So we need the Christian fellowships of one another to enable us grow the way God wants us to grow. Opportunities for service to strengthen us. We need also to be involved. You know, the more also we involve in doing what God wants us to do, also in another way, we are building ourselves too. We are building ourselves. And this is what actually God expects of us. Uh, not only reading or not only professors, but also we have to be possessors and we have to go out and share, people, uh, share the good news that the Lord has uh, actually uh, uh, put in our spirit. Also, reading faith, building books. This is what we encourage your people. Although in Africa, it is a challenge to get good uh, theological books. Because as I told you earlier, the, 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 this girl Muslim group had to visit the stores and uh, buy all the Bibles and other good books and they banned it because they want, don't want the, the Christian to spread. But it's good like you people who are living in a blessed country and we ask if the Lord maybe helps you. You have some books that you are not using. Please, I have my email on that, my prayer card. Mail those books to us. We can put. And I want also to thank you. When pastor uh, and the church, you sent some Bibles to one of our graduating team. So, uh, I think it was last year, part one. It was a really good Bible study. They are really helping people. They were very excited. In fact, when we gave them those Bibles. Because most of the people don't have the aiding uh, uh, books to help them actually read the word of God. Uh, 
expecting God to speak to us through others. Sometimes when we get to hear the testimony, this testimony, also we are allowing God also to speak to us through other people who have succeeded uh, in this spiritual life. And it's good also to sit under them and listen to them what God is doing and what God has ever done in their life. Seeing Christ in the lives of other believers. Also the way we cut ourselves, uh, wherever we are, uh, that really helps people to know this person is uh, different from us because of the love of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a story which I read, uh, the Kaudama Buddha, when it was, he was on his bed, deadbed. And uh, uh, the Christian went to him, and they said they wanted to pray for him. Uh, they asked him if they could pray. He said, no, I don't want to be prayed. And later on, he said, oh, they asked him, why don't you want to be prayed? His wife asked him, and he said, I don't want to be prayed with this so-called Christian, because what they do, and they claim to be Christian, I don't want that Christ. So sometimes one people want to see us, because we are the Bible to those people who are don't have the Bible. And uh, when they look at us, they can see God whom we preach. So our lifestyle sometimes also causes uh, us to grow more because it keeps us knowing that we are living the, the people who are watching at us and if you are not careful then uh, something else uh, uh, might come out. So we have to be a testimony, a good testimony. So growing in the grace of the Lord. We cannot do this by our own strength, by our own wisdom, by reading ourselves, but by the grace of God, totally depending on the Lord, and then the Lord actually causes us to be what he, he wants us to be. And uh, after that, being careful with the things that can take us off the road in our spiritual life. There are so many stumbling things, hurdles on our way. The journey, spiritual journey, is not an easy. All the time we are faced with all things. This morning I was sharing with Brother uh, Gary what happened to me when my, the day my wife went to the C-section to bring me my babies. And that day I, I had an ordination down in Mombasa. And nobody could do it, and uh, everything was all said. The government official and all people I invited were right waiting for me to go do that. And here, my wife is in C section, and uh, I think the doctor who worked on her uh, didn't do the good work, so she had internal bleeding, and they didn't realize that. They realized that when she had like maybe three minutes to go, and uh, by the grace of God, I think. But now, that day, I was to leave for Mombasa. And I have to be here with my wife. So I didn't know what to do. I was between the rock and the hardest place. <laughs> Say, God, show me what actually you want me to do. And I went to the doctor, one of the sister doctor. And I told her, this is what I'm going through right now. Your advice, please. And uh, she told me, uh, she, said, she told me, give me 10 minutes. So she went, saw my wife and she came back and told me, you just keep on going your trip. And things will be all right. So I took her word seriously and I thanked God for that. And I went. When I was almost getting down to Mombasa, I get a call. One of my, uh, my wife's relative calling say, she's gone. Oh my goodness. And uh, at that time I was taking actual lunch. I had uh, nothing to do. I just left and uh, went to a room was there. And then I was just crying and asking God. And uh, 
still like God's strength, and then he called that sister. I told her, sister, uh, what, is the, what is going on there? And she told me, it's okay, you keep on going where you are going. Things will be all right. I am getting this, and I am getting this, and this is my family. Children are crying. Where is this uh, dad? He has just left mom in this condition. Eh? And this is the work of God. So sometimes there are things. But we thank God for the grace of God that helps us to make the right decision that where uh, we, what we should do. And uh, the third thing, we must know how to walk in the spirit. That's Galatians 5, 16. Walk in the spirit. Grieve not the spirit. That's Ephesians 4, 30. Quench not the spirit. First Thessalonians 5, 19. Walk in the newness of life. Walk by faith. Second Corinthians Chapter 6, verse 7. Walk worthy of the Lord. Colossians 1.10. Walk circumspectly. That's Ephesians 5.15. Walk in the love. Ephesians 5.2. Walk in the light. Ephesians 5.8. This is what we must do. If we want to grow and come to the stage where uh, actually the Lord can be placed in our life. So, the word uh, grace, as I've said, is God is giving us what we do not deserve. And this is what we need most in our life. Knowledge. We cannot grow in the grace if we don't have the knowledge of God in us. Because the knowledge helps us to know the truth, to know the right thing, and make the right decision. And knowledge we have to go to school or we have to be somewhere to be taught with people who have already known this. But with the grace, we just uh, go unto the Lord and the Lord releases it. So we need actual as to receive this grace, uh, the, the, the grace of God and to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus by knowing truth that will stop these false teachers, false doctrine to come to us because we cannot differentiate between the false doctrine and the true cause uh, true uh, doctrine if we don't have the knowledge so we need the knowledge which can help us to grow in the lord so let's remember to grow in the lord to do things that are well pleasing on the side of the lord thank you and god bless you pastor thank you for listening to this presentation of the berean baptist church of ronert park california if you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.